It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome in to the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. Jonah Tolls, NDT Scouting, coming up to talk draft in just a second on Twitter. At James Erpine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Also, every podcast posted to LockedOnBengals.com. Jonah Tolls, NDT Scouting, joins us. And uh, by the way, if you're new to the podcast, we do this every single t- day. We talk Bengals football. Thank you for listening, and let's do it right now. Let's do it with Jonah Tolls, NDT Scouting. He's on with us to talk about the draft. And uh, Jonah, I appreciate the time. Let's start with the center spot, because to me, I think that there's some depth at center, at least at the top, at least early on. I keep hearing about how the Bengals need to draft Billy Price or they need to draft James Daniels with the 21st pick. Those are the two big names. Outside of those two, maybe Frank Ragno as well, if you want to throw him in there. Outside of those guys, the top guys, how deep is it beyond those? Yeah, so the center spot is one of those positions where it's really good at the top. You've got like James Daniels, Billy Price, Frank Ragnow, guys you can really be plug-in starters. And after that, you kind of get together like Mason Cole, Bradley Bozeman, guys like that, who and Scott Questenberry, guys who are more so projects, guys who would be more so versus backups and swing guys who play guard and center, not necessarily a starter role. So I would say it's one of the most shallow positions in this draft. But if you really want a center, you're going to have to get it early. Jonah, I've talked about Billy Price a lot here. I've talked about James Daniels a lot. To me, the Bengals don't necessarily have to draft one of those at 21. How likely is it that, whether it's one of those two guys or Frank Ragnow, one of them is available with the 46th pick, and the Bengals could wait till day two of the draft to address the center spot? Yeah, I, I think Billy Price has a much better shot getting the 46 than he did, let's say, two months ago. Because after you know having that pectoral injury at the combine during the bench press, I think some teams are going to, they're going to fall into that little the syndrome to where like, well, we haven't seen them in a while, you know, we haven't worked them out. Um, there are going to be teams who are not going to we're not going to take them in round one because of that injury. Um, you probably be ready for camp, but I just think some teams are going to prefer a guy like James Daniels over him. I think James Daniels is the guy who's really locked in his stats as a first round pick, whereas Billy Price has kind of fallen. To that second round, third round kind of status, kind of like Pat Elfon. Pat, El- Pat Elfon, very similar player, guy who I thought was a second, third round player, ended up going to third round to the Vikings. But um, Billy Price, similar type player, and I think that's where he's going to go. Uh, if you're going to drop any, if you're going to center at 21, it's probably going to end up being James Daniels and not Billy Price. The Bengals have the 21st overall draft pick in April's draft. And Jonah, what do you think, or who do you think the best player? available could potentially be at that 21st spot when the Bengals are on the clock? Yeah, I think this is where you look at offensive line again. Um, the Bengals need offensive line help. We all know that. Um, I think like we mentioned James Daniels. They're just kind of one of my pet cats, per se. Um, this guy, I, I've been following. I've been the leader of his fan club since, like, January. This oh. guy is a is great mobility, um, really athletic for the center position. Can kick out the guard, too. And with the, with the new Cowboys offensive line coach coming in, um, really zone-heavy offense. Uh, this guy's a perfect fit for a zone-blocking scheme. 
Um, what he does is very similar to what Rodney Hudson offers to the Oakland Raiders with his mobility and ability to get second-level wall-off defenders, reach blocks, um, just really agile for his size. And I think he's going to be a great fit at the center. I, I called him a Pro Bowl talent. So if you can get him at 21, it would be a great pick for the Bengals. Um, James Daniels offers a little bit of versatility and mobility there. Um, you guys have linebackers, too. Um, a guy like Leighton Vander Esch makes a lot of sense for them, too. As we know, Vontaze Burfitt has a suspension. Um, Jordan Evans not really tough. He's a promising type player, but he's not ready to play yet still. Um, to me, I bring a guy like Leighton Vander Esch, a guy who has great, great instincts, um, good cover ability. That's one thing the Bengals need in their linebackers more, the speed, um, the ability to cover, man, coverage, drop back in zone. Vander Esch gives you all that. Vander Esch has the instincts to really play in the run, but he has that three-down potential as well. So I think you got to look at a guy like James Daniels, Leighton Vander Esch at the 21st overall spot. Jonah, as far as Daniels goes, some have had some concerns with his size. Are you worried about his size as all size at all playing the center position? See, I, I think center is just one of those positions to where size really doesn't concern me. Like, I think it'd be the opposite for center. I'd rather have a shorter center than a taller center because you have to play with that leverage and that body control. If you had a guy who's six foot six playing center, I'd honestly be a bit worried because you have to play with that. You have to play with a low center of gravity. It'd be a good leverage. Uh, I think Daniels has that. And Daniels can kick out the guard, too. So he's not locked in this one single position, and he has the mobility to get on those reach blocks and whip around. Um, to me, he's just not one of those guys that I'm concerned about with his size at all, especially with the position he plays. Let's look at a couple other positions. I think the Bengals are seriously going to consider Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame with the 12th pick. Any chance he's there at 21? Yeah, Mike McGlinchey is an interesting study because he's one of these guys who are you know, during the college football season, we're like, ah, he's a little bit overrated. And now, you know, after the combo, we're thinking, man, it's got to be a little bit underrated because <laughs> everyone's starting to do a little pendulum cycle of where the draft stock is. And Mike McGlinchey is one of those guys who's really reliable. I think he, if you're looking for a tackle to start right away this draft, I'm probably taking Notre Dame's Mike McGlinchey just for the fact that he is a reliable pass protector with good technique, um, really technical run blocker, a guy who's not really going to overpower you, overpower you with play strength or core ability, but what he does is he has great feet. He's a guy who is really technical with his hands, and he uses his length really well. Um, play left or right side, show that Notre Dame. Uh, I think he's a plug-in starter. So if he falls to 21, I wouldn't be surprised. But I would be surprised if he fell to 21, the Bengals didn't take him, because it would be a great value for that pick. And with the positional value from the tackle, I think that is a great um, value for them at the 21st overall spot. So I would, not, I would be surprised if he uh, fell past the Bengals at 21 if he got there. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. A couple more uh, names for you for the the 21st pick. Jonah Tolls, NDT Scouting with us. And 
One is Isaiah Wynn from Georgia, and I keep hearing about mm-hmm. him. A lot of people like him. What are the chances he falls to 21, and what do you think about his game? Yeah, Isaiah Wynn is another, just another one of these great uh, interference linemen. I have him actually eighth on my draft board. So oh, wow. you how much I think of the player. So I think he's a guy who has all-pro type talent, um, a guy who has really has similar traits to Zach Martin of the Cowboys, um, a guy who's really reliable, a guy who really just doesn't lose any reps. Um, rarely off balance, a guy who, who gives a second level, overpower you in the run game. Um, I think the only really consideration you think of is boy, Zach Martin played tackle at Notre Dame, and people are saying, okay, well, he's going to kick in your guard, something he hasn't really done before. Isaiah went kind of the same thing. Um, he was the starting left tackle for Georgia, the best offensive lineman they had. So he played the blindside spot, and now he's kicking the left guard, so the senior bowl, really effortless transition there for him. Um, I think he's going to be a stud with all pro potential, and I think if it's, it's going to depend on the team because he's probably more suited to playing the gap power scheme than the zone scheme, but he has the mobility to play in the zone, which I know um, with Frank Policy and brings to that Cincinnati offensive line. So to me, Isaiah Wynn is the perfect fit for either scheme, and I think you, if he's there at 21, you cannot pass on him because I think he has that all-pro potential. Um, but it, I think it's, it can be a stretch to get there because you have teams like Seattle at 18, Dallas at 19 that can really use a left guard. Um, to really um, implement their run game. So I, I think it'd be a stretch to think he'd be there at 21, but if he's there, you got to take him. I hope he's there then. Uh, Jonah Tolls, NDT scouting with us. As far as the rest of the offensive line positions, guard, left tackle, right tackle, how deep is it of an offensive line draft? The Bengals have 11 draft picks. They have three day two picks, a bunch of day three picks. Are they going to be able to get any value at offensive line in this year's draft? Yeah, I think relatively offensive line class is pretty weak. If you look at just the depth of it, um, I think if you're if you want an offensive lineman, you're probably picking the top. I love the top of the interior offensive line class. The remnants you got like Isaiah Wynn, then you get like and James Daniels, Billy Price, but you also got guys like Quentin Nelson, and you got guys like Will Hernandez. Um, these kind of players are guys who are great at top. Austin Corbett is a guy who you can get on day two with one of those second, third round picks for the Bengals, and he'd be another great plug in player, a left guard, who has the versatility to play all five positions on the offensive line, show that at the Senior Bowl, and show that at Nevada as well. So it's, I love the top of this offensive line class. I just don't know if you're going to get a, starter, a starting level type player after the third round. Um, the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, you usually see guys at the top, you know, day three, you see best player available. You usually see offensive linemen there. In this class, I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think you have a lot of projects, a guy who would probably be, you know, year two starters at best, the guys who would probably be swing players. I don't see potential starters in this draft when you get into day three, but if you want a player that can really plug in and play, I think you got to take him on day one or day two, and there are some players who can do that. Austin Corbett, Nevada, I just mentioned him. Um, Braden Smith from Auburn, he's a guy who played tackle, and then he moved over to guard for Auburn. He's a guy that I think could offer some versatility for the Bengals who are needed that position flex on offensive line. Um, a guy like Toby Weathersby from LSU, he's another tackle that I think could kick into guard, who could really play in a gap power scheme, but he also has the mobility to play in his zone as well. Um, kind of like a poor man does a win, but he's a little more off balance. But I think you can get him in the third round as well. But after that, I really don't think there's much starter depth when you get into day three, as there has been in years past. But the top of this class is very good. So I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword there if you want to uh, take it that way. But the Bengals, they the offensive line help, and if you're going to take it, take it early. Yeah, hopefully they can do that. Jonah, as far as other positions, let's say day three, are there any 
day three spots where you're like, yeah, if you need a safety or you need a wide receiver, there'll be some depth there? Yeah, so day three is where I'm targeting the linebacker. Uh-huh. Is linebacker for me, okay, linebacker for me is the deepest position group other than probably running back or wide receiver or cornerback in this class. And running back, wide receiver, cornerback are the positions that you see the most draft picks usually um, with, with certain prospects. Linebacker, you have a lot of guys who have who are probably going to be day three players that have day two type talent on tape. Um, guys like Jack Sitchie from Wisconsin. Guys like Josie Jewell from Iowa. Jerome Baker, Ohio State. Tigre Scales, Indiana. Christian Sam, Arizona State. I can go on and on about these linebackers. I think I have about six or seven fourth, third or fourth round grades on these guys. And and linebacker is a position where it's not going to be valued that greatly to where it's going to be like, I need to take an off-ball linebacker over a guy I can use as a corner. So you see a lot of these players drop to the fourth or fifth round, and that's where you can find a really good value pick. Um, I think that this is where you're going to target a linebacker on day three. Another position is safety. Um, you got guys like Jeremy Reeves from South Alabama, a guy who didn't attend the combine, but he had a great senior bowl, really multiversal safety. Um, Terrell Edmonds, Virginia Tech, had a great combine, kind of the opposite, great combine. That's okay tape, but you love the trait, so I think he could be there in the fourth round for you. Um, other guys like Dane Crookshank, he's an overhang defender, the kind of like a little mini Mika Fitzpatrick, if you will. Um, the guy who could play in the nickel, he could play over the top, he played a little bit outside corner Arizona. Um, he's not as polished, but he has the athletic traits to be that kind of player. So if you're looking for a, play, a position on day three, attack linebacker and safeties, you'll find one. You mentioned the, the depth at linebacker. As far as quarterbacks go and the Bengals are going to be looking for a quarterback I don't think it's going to be early but it's certainly something now with AJ McCarron leaving town signing with Buffalo that they'll look at in this draft are there any day three maybe late day two guys that might be there day two or or day three quarterbacks you really like yeah, so the quarterback class this is another one of these quite well, I think it's well, it's good top. It's really like the offensive line class. It's great at the top. You have four or five guys who want first round consideration. Then you kind of have a steep drop off. Um, one fourth round, fifth round guy I like is Kyle Waletta of Richmond. Um, really impressed me at the senior bowl with his ball placement. He doesn't have the strongest or most live arm. What he does is he places the ball where it needs to be, um, has good accuracy at all three levels of the field. Um, really good mobility in the pocket and that really phase is not chasing ghosts per se. Um, so I like his ability to be a, you know, a solid backup in this league with potential spot starter uh, upside. Another guy I like is uh, Logan Woodside from Toledo. Um, he's another guy who's not really going to impress with his arm. Um, he's kind of like an, an upgraded Cody Kessler. I know people want to hear People hear Cody Kessler like, oh man, that's not that good. But when you think of him, Cody Kessler, one of the biggest things is that he's not really ambitious as a passer. He's not going to really get to try to throw it deep much. Logan Wilson has the opposite. This guy has a um, gunslinger mentality, but he just doesn't have the arm to do it. And I think that kind of player with that West Coast, when he runs the West Coast offense, the guy who can really um, sling it, I think this is the guy who has a lot of value in the fifth or sixth round. You can develop as a backup. So Logan Woodside from Toledo is a guy I like, and Kyle Waller from Richmond. If you're going to look for a day three quarterback, look at those guys. What do you think about Lamar Jackson? Is he a quarterback or wide receiver? I can't believe I have to ask, but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson is definitely a quarterback. Agreed. Um, to me, I think when he steps into the league, I think you can make a legitimate case that he is the biggest nightmare for any defense coordinator in the NFL. Like in terms of matching up to him and developing a game day plan to stop Lamar Jackson, 
I think it is going to be a nightmare for those defensive coordinators because he's someone you haven't seen yet playing in the NFL. He's a guy that has the legs and has the arm to really beat you in both aspects of the game. I mean, he serves his own check down. This guy has accuracy all the over, but still has a live arm. Um, I'd be worried if our defensive coordinator had a planning for Mark Jackson in my division next year. So I, I really think he's going to be cool. I think some teams going to fall in love with him in the top 15. You can follow Jonah on Twitter at Jonah Tolls NFL. Uh, Jonah, great stuff at NDT Scouting. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Yeah, no problem, James. Thanks for having me on, man. Good stuff there from Jonah, NDT Scouting. And uh, man, oh man, I can't believe it. Look, so today, I'm not going to lie to you, it's been hectic as hell here on my neck of the woods because the Reds canceled opening day because of the weather and things have changed and it's throw a wrench into things. But, uh, by the way, if you are a Reds fan, make sure you check out the Locked on Reds podcast as well. We do uh, the Locked on Reds podcast daily. We do this podcast daily. Gets you up to date on all things Bengals. Tomorrow, guess who's on the podcast? Joe Goodberry. Joe Goodberry going to be on the podcast tomorrow. I'm working on a time for Dave Lapham. I'm, I'm going to talk with Dan Orlovsky about the quarterback position in the draft and Andy Dalton and all types of stuff this week as well. So the next, like, probably five podcasts, six podcasts, I'm going to be joined by some great, great guests. I'll get you an up-to-date schedule. I just, I'm going to have to give you things in a timely manner. I do know Joe Goodberry tomorrow. Friday, we're looking at a couple different guests here. We'll see what we do. But uh, between now and the draft, it's going to be all systems go towards the draft, getting a bunch of perspective, getting you a bunch of information, uh, information and keeping you informed. So subscribe. Hit us up on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, please. <laughs> I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow with Joe Goodberry. Like I said, thanks for listening on the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.